Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Money. <laughs> hey, Alex. How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very well. Thank you. And yourself? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Long time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, been, it's been a while. And thanks yeah. for inviting me. You know, that's okay. I, I see all these amazing things that you're doing. It's almost like uh, you're flying all over the place and amazing things. So I thought yeah, it would be good to capture your story, capture your inspiration and capture that vision, you know, to understand the, uh, yes. you know, stuff that can inspire other people as well. So thanks so much for agreeing to come on and uh, and, and speak to us. So it's great, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. It is is a pleasure. Uh, just give yeah. me one second. One second, okay? No problem. No problem. Okay. Okay. I, I am I am back home. Good, good, good to go. Can you can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can hear you very well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Has it been a bit busy day so far? Yeah. Or is it yeah. always been? Uh, quite busy. Uh, doing a lot of different things but uh, yeah. but not as busy as yesterday so it's yeah. it's not too bad you know it's okay uh cool 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 so uh, this uh, this uh, podcast actually the the idea is um it's a, it's a knowledge sharing base and uh, practically most of the stuff we're doing is to capture uh inspirational stories for from people like yourself who um have uh, done well across all walks of life in business and and all of that, in a way that uh, can inspire others to 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 feel and see that uh, you know they also have the potential and the ability to either do similar things and and capture the lessons and the the things that have driven uh, you know yourself, for example, to achieve uh, and be where you are. But also, I, I get to put it forward as. Uh, like in a way, a bit of your biography as well. If you, if you look uh, at, uh, let's say, take 10 years, 20 years down the line, and someone is uh, looking and trying to understand who was money, yeah? you know, what would you like them to listen to and, and hear? So it, it sort of uh, tracks and takes down your timeline as well, taking you back from uh, the early days, like where you were born, you know, yeah. the siblings, and how you grew up, the parents, the family. And then mm-hmm. your journey of uh, you know school and university and work, and then it, what inspired you to start business and get to where you are today. So it's almost like uh, that uh, life story biography kind of thing mixed with the lessons and everything else that you are today. So it's uh, it's just free flowing like a, a coffee morning. So uh, if, if you think it of uh, that way as a timeline, will be the starting. Yeah. So. Uh, about you, uh, you know, like I say, where you're you're born, where you come from, the you know siblings, uh, and 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 the journey. So, just pick pick it up from there. The the the, the starting point. Where did it all start? <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Mm. It makes complete sense, uh, Alex, and uh, and I'm more than happy to share my story 
yeah. with you and anyone else uh, who would be watching this. Yeah. Hmm. So, so yeah. So for me, uh, my name is uh, Mani uh, Yanika. I'm 37 years old. Uh, I was born uh, in the Congo uh, in DRC. Mm -hmm. So um, to a pretty big family, uh, my uh, I've got like two sisters that live in the UK. I'm currently now based uh, in Budapest where I am running my business. But going back uh, in the days, so um, I left the Congo when I was nine years old uh, and I moved to Brussels where I grew up. I was raised by my uncle um, and then I lived in Brussels till, till the age of 16 where basically I loved uh, business and I always aspired to be a, a business person. Yeah. So I remember back in the days at... Uh, I think I had my first business at around uh, 13 year old where I used to manage uh, uh, music artists. Uh, and I really, really love it because I love the music. But yeah. then when I was 15, I was like, you know, um, in order for me to do something different and, and to grow into becoming a real businessman, I need to learn English and I need to move into where things are happening. So I yeah. moved to London uh, at the age of 16, which is a small bag. Uh, yeah. with a dream of maybe one day uh, going to university and, and making it. Yeah. So I, so that's how it started, you know. So moving to London, I couldn't speak any English, so I had to learn, you know. Uh, and, and it was a very hard beginning because I still remember uh, going to college and uh, registering myself into a course. Uh, they thought that I had a learning disabilities because I could not understand what they were telling me. And I was, it was so hard for me to communicate because obviously I couldn't speak English either. So, uh, so they put me in a class with children with learning disabilities on the first two months of my time in the UK. And I didn't know. I really didn't know that I was in, a, uh, yeah. uh, in, in such a class. Uh, I only realized when, um, Basically, we were doing mathematics, and uh, and it was too easy. I was like, I used to do this in primary school. That can't be right, you know. Like England is not so well, it's so backward, you know. <laughs> I was I was pretty sure I came in the right country, in the right city, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, I met a girl uh, at the same school, where German girl actually. She was studying real English, and then she told me, but the class you are on doesn't seem like it's the right class for you because, you know, you seem to be pretty uh, intelligent. So how come you are there? And I'm like, well, I don't even know. What do you mean? You know? And she's <laughs> like, well, but this is known for kids with uh, special needs. Do you, need, do you have any special needs? And I said, no. But she could speak a little bit of French, by the way. So she was talking to me in French. And then she encouraged me to actually go and speak to the headmaster of the school uh, to be uh, put into her class uh, because I was not in the right class. So that was my beginning, basically. So I had to fight the actual system to be put in the right place. Mm. So and at that time, the headmaster was like, are you sure you can do this? I'm like, yes, of course I can do this, you know. <laughs> so they put me in the class. I performed extremely well. Uh, and then uh, June came, end of the year. So I was ready to do my A-levels, you know, uh, because that's what you need to study before going to university. Yeah. And then I said, yeah, I'm ready to do my A-levels. And they said, hold on a minute. You need to do level two now of English. I'm like, 
I don't need to do another level. I, I'm ready to go and do my other levels. Yeah. And they said, well, not really, because you know you need to have your GCSEs, math, and English as long as your A level, you know, in order to go to university, which is the next step. So yeah. you need to do uh, first uh, the GCSE levels of English and math. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it, but I will do it at the same time with my A-levels. They're like, yeah. no way. How are you going to be able to do this? I'm like, wow, how do you know I'm not going to be able to do it? Wow. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So that was my beginning. Literally, I had to show that I'm able to do something while I was being judged of not being able to do it without trying, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I convinced the headmaster. So I did my A-levels and GCSEs at the same time, and I came up top of my class with Amara. Wow. Yeah. So, so then I was given a place uh, to go to university. That's how everything started, you know, from yeah. there, literally. So, so yeah, I went to university in, in, in Bath. I did my first degree in uh, business and economics. Then, yeah. uh, then uh, after that, I wanted to do a master's degree. So I did my first master's in strategy. Yeah. Uh, where basically I focused in energy strategy because at that time I was very curious about what was driving the world and yeah. and to me it came to natural resources and energy was the main thing and everybody yeah. was always talking about Russia controlling gas system and whenever something was happening in Russia and Ukraine in terms of gas supply it was affecting the whole market and yeah. so I decided to learn about that and to see how you know industries are being impacted and what they can do to mitigate this risk. So mm -hmm. I did that. Uh, and then I go a job as a consultant uh, at EY. That's where I started my career, you yeah. know, uh, focusing on energy trading and risk management before uh, basically moving into trading energy for uh, uh, Npower RWE. So one of the biggest uh, energy companies yeah. in the UK uh, is a big German energy firm. Yeah. So I spent uh, three years of my time there, uh, basically trading energy and advising uh, companies on how to hedge their energy risk. Energy. So, wow. so that was the early days of my career. Uh, so fast forward, doing that, I was always passionate about helping others. So helping companies for me was where I started, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dealing with CFOs, dealing with energy trading risk professionals. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then from that time, I realized that, you know, for me to go even higher, uh, I wanted to do an MBA to, to literally be able to cover bigger uh, perspective, bigger uh, institutions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I went to Warwick Business School, uh, where I was awarded a scholarship, and I did my MBA uh, there. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, my focus was finance and energy there. And then that's how I landed my first job at uh, investment banking. So I moved to JP Morgan. Yeah. So, 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 so yeah. Uh, and, and it was kind, kind of daunting because I didn't know too much about banking, although I knew a lot about the market because yeah. I was moving the market from, from an energy trading perspective. And yeah. JP Morgan was just looking for someone with a kind of background, you know, uh, yeah. advisory, trading, an MBA, you know. Uh, and and I started off at JP Morgan, literally covering the commodities business. At that mm. time, 
JP Morgan was looking to sell the commodities business. Yeah. So I'm part of the commodities business. So I worked on uh, reviewing these businesses before moving into the chief investment office, where I was basically the business manager looking at everything from, from, from investment, from technology, uh, yeah. from operational uh, perspective, so from new products. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was literally uh, the main man, you know, where uh, the front office will come to me, finance team will come to me, technology yeah. will come to me, operation will come to me. So I was like the center point of contact for all uh, activities related to the chief investment office based yeah. in London. Yeah. Yes. Um, Absolutely. So, that, 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 that's, that's where we met, isn't it? That's why I, I vividly remember that, you know, you being uh, the main man on the floor, the go-to person, you know, so. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly where we met. And, uh, and, and by the way, I have only good memories of that mm. time, of my interaction with you and with all team members. You know, it was a yeah. great experience that led to where I am today, really. Yeah. So, uh, really so good. yeah. Good. Yeah, absolutely. So from that point, uh, mm. I was headhunted to go and uh, to to go to another bank, uh, Santander, where mm. basically I was being asked to build a team to to kind of uh, manage strategic projects. And one of the big tr strategic projects was to create basically um, uh, an ecosystem where Santander would be able to distribute uh, Latin American products into Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. by, using, by using a platform uh, where yeah. uh, different business lines would be sharing services, basically, you know. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, so I started doing it. Great job, where basically I was supporting the head of innovation, global head of innovation for the investment bank, as mm -hmm. well as uh, the head of a strategic project. So it was yeah. a great, great role to be. But unfortunately, with... Uh, um basically uh uh brexit came into place so yeah. a lot of plans changed because london was supposed to be the hub and yeah. then because of brexit discussion changed to making it madrid so my yeah. job became very much political rather than execution so yeah. uh, so with that uh i had a lot of challenges you know being being young a uh, person of color traveling to Madrid and negotiating with uh, with people who have been at the firm for decades yeah. on why we should do things certain ways became just too overwhelming for me, like in yeah. terms of uh, uh, challenges. So yeah. one of my clients, uh, startup clients, uh, where we were actually working together on building the ecosystem, uh, mm -hmm. asked me uh, to join them, you know, to continue what we started at Santander but from yeah. a startup perspective. Mm. Uh, so I said, yes, it's a, it sounds like a great, uh, great idea uh, because I've been involved already for, for over a year on the project. So I knew exactly uh, what we were doing. I was yeah. the right person to continue uh, implementing that idea uh, into the bank and other banks. Mm. So, so yeah, I moved there. But as you can imagine, the challenges with startups is funding like funding mm -hmm. is the number one challenges in any yeah. startup literally. that's yeah. why many mm -hmm. startups when they raise funds they go there as hey this is a victory we raise funds you know yeah. like before <laughs> even having any product out like raising yeah. funds is like a victory yeah. uh, so, so so yeah so we had that challenge 
of fundraising, you know, uh, which came uh, at the at the time of Brexit and the time of MIFID. So imagine, not only banks were occupied with MIFID two, but they were also occupied with Brexit. So in terms of okay. allocating funds into startups, it was very, very, very challenging. Like mission impossible, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. even though we had great idea, great product, but the challenge was raising funds, you know, we could not make it to the level where we were able to scale and to actually build out the product so mm. that uh, banks could uh, start using it. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so I remember uh, my son was born uh, during that period and then yeah. three months into, yeah, three months into uh, his life in this world, we mm. get called into the meeting at nine o'clock in the morning like we go let go because we couldn't raise the funds yeah. and i was then like oh my god you know this is crazy what am i going to do you know i got wow. a three month old uh, son my mm. wife was uh, studying full-time uh, a master's in law at king's college yeah uh, and everything was on me basically uh, mm. and i was like wow you know how am i going to do this but yeah. the good thing is uh, i had a side geek you know, uh, a side project uh, with real estate that I was mm -hmm. doing in Budapest uh, five years ago. Yeah. At that time, three years ago, you know, because that was two years ago. So uh, that side gig was basically, I saw an opportunity where uh, a lot of international students were coming to study, but they didn't have adequate accommodation. Yeah. And not just that, but also you had like a, families coming on holidays not really having the right airbnb accommodation so yeah. or, or hotels uh, with that fact you know when you are a family of seven eight nine or ten that like you're going with your brothers and sisters on holiday it's very difficult to find the right suitable accommodation for you to share memorable time like when you were a kid for example you know you want to, to relieve this moment so yeah. i saw the opportunity uh, to to kind of build up on that uh and uh lucky enough i was making enough money from that business that i did not have to rely on going back into full-time job yeah uh, so but i was scared i was still scared is it really yeah, going to be sustainable? is it really uh, a risk worth taking going solo doing my own thing what mm -hmm. happened if this what happened if that what happened if it doesn't work out you know so i had mm -hmm. all these doubts all these doubts in me but yeah. what really gave me the courage was my partner. She said, what do you have to lose? You know, right yeah. now, you don't have anything to lose. It's either you go back into banking. Yeah. So you go back into square one where you basically left. Uh, mm. uh, or either you build up on your experience to build your own thing. You yeah. know, like you have the great experience of working at corporate. You have the great experience of working at a startup. So you know how to build something and mm. also I have the great experience of having failed to raise money on on basically trying to focus on what will make me survive if I don't raise money, if you see what yeah. I mean. Yeah, so yes. that, that became my drive, basically, mm -hmm. like how to run without money, you know, like yeah. just relying on myself. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's how basically I decided to, to go solo. So mm. from that point of time, I was equipped with the knowledge of what's a digital platform because I haven't yeah. worked at, at JP, JP Morgan, having worked at Santander, having worked at the, at the startup. Yeah. 
technical startups who are new exactly what is the platform, you know, what we're looking to build. So I decided mm -hmm. to build my own platform to serve the business that I started building a few years back. Yeah. And that platform became my colleague, yeah. uh, effectively. So it took us two years to build. From that mm -hmm. time, I decided to keep it quiet and just focus. You know, okay. so I had a lot of offers on business offers, opportunities, jobs, like, you know, so many mm -hmm. things that uh, I could just derail my focus and yeah. go and do them. And then, but yeah. I turned everything down knowing that if I had to succeed, I had yeah. to focus. It's very simple. It's as simple as that. You know, you need yeah. to focus on just yeah. doing that. So the first thing was, okay, where do I start? You know, how do I start building a platform? You know, yeah. uh, that was very daunting, really yeah. daunting moment. But that's when my strategic mindset and corporate mindset kicked in. So I sat yeah. down with myself and I looked at the operating model. Like, mm. okay, so for it to work in the future, this is what I need to have. Yeah. You know, and that's what I used to do as a job. Like, you know, I need to have the technology, I need to have the finance, I need to have, you know, the people, I need to have a, uh, the right strategy and I need to have the execution strategy as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I also need to, to have scenarios in terms of, okay, uh, what happened if this doesn't work, you know? And then yeah. I purposely focus on scenario A, which is my plan A. You know, many people tell you, Oh, you need to have a plan B, plan C, you know, and, and so on and so on. Mm. Although I knew my scenarios, but I decided to have only one plan, which is the plan A, you a. know? So, so, yeah. And that was very, again, very daunting. Like, wow, what happened if plan A fell? I was like, so what? You know, then it fell. I will get back onto my feet, but I did not want to be distracted by plan B, plan C. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, therefore... Plan A was my number one focus. Yeah. So, so uh, the first thing I did was identify the right people I needed to have by my side to build this. To build and also it. look at the financial means that I needed to have to build this. Yeah. Um, so I contracted a team of technology experts, technology, you know, a, a technology team basically based in... Uh, in the US, but the, the team themselves, they're based in India. You know, yeah. in, uh, Indian engineers are known to be very good, software engineers. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but first I had to trust as well, you know. So, so it's not yeah. just about contracting a team. You need to trust that team. You need to, to make sure they understand your vision as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and, also, and yeah. also how you're going to implement it and financially, how you're going to make it. You mm. need to have sufficient cash coming in to be yeah. able to make it, you know, because building a platform is one thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, dreaming to build a platform is one thing, then building it is another thing. It's another know? thing, yeah. It's mm. completely what? another thing. So I spent three months of my time educating the software engineers of what we need to build. Yeah. So <laughs> three months, Just yeah. like before we start anything. So we had to put things in on paper, Yeah. you know, like, okay, this is the, it's like, like you call it the as if, is how it's going to look like in the future, yeah. what you yeah. want to be like. 
what mm. do you want to do? What problem are you looking to solve? So, so yeah. I had to explain the whole team because software engineers are great at building things, but not necessarily great at understanding the problem you're looking to solve. So even if you build the best platform out there in the market, but if mm. you're not solving a problem, then your platform will die because nobody cares about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? very, very true. So, so yeah, so that was my first three months was to, basically I did not want to have uh, uh, close friends mm -hmm. involved in the project or even colleagues involved in the project mm. on purpose. Why? Simply because one, uh, it was a project that was very close to me. So mm -hmm. I did not want to be distracted by people telling me like, different things like yeah. they're thinking oh you know because very often you hear on your circle even if the friends negative mm -hmm. negativity yeah. Like yeah. first thing yeah but you know there is already this yeah but uh don't you think it's too risky you know all these things like uh coming into your mind and then making you worried i didn't want to hear any of it yeah. so yeah. i was and plus i didn't want anybody to even know what i was building yeah. You know, uh, so therefore, I decided to completely work with random people, random, mm. completely random people, but wish I had built the trust over the three months by going through what we what we are building, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and to be honest, I'm thankful to, to them uh, because they are very professional and mm. very focused and very patient. Yes, yeah. there are many, many times we fell through, like I was very upset, like, oh, we will never make it mm. because, yeah. because they were not uh, delivering what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, there are many, many, many times I, I was very upset as well because uh, I thought that they could not understand what I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's going through the process. Uh, believe me, Alex, was very Alex. painful. The most difficult thing I've ever done. Yeah. So not not only you are working with a team of about ten uh, people based in India. So we are talking about software engineers, uh, mm. quality assurance, project yeah. manager, testers, uh, sprint uh, guys. So we're working in an agile agile mode where you know we are evolving as as we are building one thing. We're moving into the next one. We're not waiting mm. to have the whole thing perfect. We just Dang, yeah. you know. We want to yeah. have sections of the things working and then mm. we will update it and you know as we go mm. so at that time like one year into the project roughly mm -hmm. i thought that i did it we made it i was like wow we made it this is amazing yeah. we're ready to go out yeah and mm. then i realized no we are far away from making it because uh we could not make it function it was not we looked at it from uh, customer perspective, you know? Yeah. So let's mm -hmm. look at the workflow. So we're coming in, customer is coming in and he wants a room or an apartment or something. Mm -hmm. uh, let's do it. How, how is it going to work? And then mm -hmm. we realized that things were not communicating with each other. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of bugs, a lot of problems, uh, communication. Mm -hmm. uh, the codes were not, were broken. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so hard. And, and at that time, uh, the name of the platform had my name, like Manny, you know. And then yeah. I realized, like, this is not going to work. I can't have a platform with my name, you know. Yeah. Um, 
it's just not scalable. Yeah. Uh, and, and I remember at the, at the beginning, the name was called Mani Budapest. Mm. And at, the at that time, I was like, how am I going to scale that outside yeah. Budapest? Like in London, in Paris, in Greece, yeah. in, you know, yeah. in, in, in Lisbon, by having a name like Mani Budapest. And plus, yeah. what about brands, you know? What's the name? What's the logo? What's the story, you know? And yeah. I was lacking all of this. Like, on top of the the actual platform not being ready and me not being a technical person, I'm a business <laughs> person, although I do understand what is what is needed, but I needed someone in between, between me and the team that yeah. can help translate what I, what was going through my mind uh, yeah. into execution mode, you know, yeah. like checking the coding, like all the stuff. So it was just pure luck, but at the same time, you create your own luck, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yes. so I, I came across uh, a post somewhere on social media that uh, someone was selling a business, mm -hmm. and that someone was Alberto Ferrari. Alberto is basically now, is a social media, a digital marketing guru. So mm -hmm. he also manages uh artists like recording artists social yeah. media presence as well yeah. as athletes you know in the show business social media is like the number one thing you need to be yes. there absolutely. You, you, absolutely. You, cannot, you just cannot ignore that you know mm -hmm. and um and at the same time uh he also manages artists like a music producer man manager you know yeah and you're telling one of his companies that he was no longer using because um, he had two companies, one based in Estonia and one based in Budapest, which he was no longer using. He wanted to keep, keep it leaner to serve his yeah. clients. Yeah. And then uh, at the same time, I was looking to basically make my project becoming a company, obviously, yeah. you know, because the natural step from having an idea into a project yeah. and then you have to become a business. And mm. a business needs to be a company. You can't have a business that is not a company. Yeah, that's true. You know, a project is not a business, it's a project. Yeah. An idea is not a company, it's an idea. You see what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, so how do you move from the idea to project to business to company? Mm -hmm. So, and then thanks to my wife, who studied obviously international uh, law at yeah. King's College, uh, mm. And then her experience of being a, a, an entrepreneur and a lawyer, mm. she basically advised me to have two separate entities. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, money, what you're building is big. On one side, you have the asset, which is the, the properties that I've been purchasing and, you know, managing for clients over mm -hmm. the years. So we built a client base, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, international clients. Yeah, uh, as well as my own assets. That's yeah. one one thing. Mm -hmm. You are now building a software in order to facilitate booking of these assets for clients, yeah. as well as for wider uh, customers uh, and other clients who might come in the future who can become clients. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it could be real estate agencies. They have portfolio of properties, and you know. And they yeah. want to come to you to 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 kind of manage the booking side of it. So yeah. it has to be a separate business. You cannot mix your That's management uh, and assets with your software into one. 
Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, you need to separate the business. And mm. she gave me that advice that, you know, at that time I was looking to mix it, you know, yeah. and that was the big game changer in yeah. how I feel. Thinking. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also I started looking for funding to basically offset my development cost. Yeah. You know, yeah. so obviously I started off by myself. Every revenue and income that I was making from our investment business, like yeah. management and investing, we were and the, putting it into yeah. the development of the software, basically. Yeah. So that's mm. what we were doing. But at the same time, I was like, okay, how do I offset the risk? If if we fail, for example, yeah. I would have used all my money. But at the, uh, and if we want to grow, I need investors too. You yeah. can't grow on your own, you know? So... Mm. So I tapped it into one of our investors already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that investor is um, Christophe Pechou, uh, one of the eight other, I mean, he's one of the eight investors that I already, we already had. Yeah. Uh, and Christophe Pechou was the former global head of Innovation Ascent and there. If you recall yeah. at the beginning of my story, I said I was working on yes. the platform there, yeah. and I was reporting to Christophe Pechou as well as yeah. the head of strategic project. So, yes. yeah. so Christophe mm-hmm. knew me already. Uh, so mm-hmm. he knew already what I was uh, uh, up to. And uh, when I approached him about the idea of building the platform yeah. for to serve, you know, uh, basically for co-living, the platform is a platform for co-living uh, yeah. and co-working. You know, now with the COVID, everybody realized that you can work from anywhere. You don't need to yeah. be in an office. You can work from microlive uh, apartments, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. you can work from your own home. You yeah. know, sometimes you want to change minds. You want to be away from your four walls or yes. your kids. You, know? you want to go and work. Uh, in the past, people will go and work in the Starbucks, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's a public area with a lot of people, like mm-hmm. in and out. So... Why don't you go and work at my colleague where you have peace, peace of yeah. mind, you know, the home uh, is a home, but it's just not your home or it can be your home too, you know? So that's the concept, which is amazing, really. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, at that time, that was way before COVID, you know, that I had the idea already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we needed to build the platform. So I had to convince the guys like, you know, why we should build this platform, why they should invest in this platform. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so I went to London, I met the guys. Uh, my wife kind of put together a structure. How is it going to work? Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I pitched to them and they're like, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So that's how I got my first investors. So yeah. I sold uh, 10% of my colleagues to them. So they yeah. go five percent each at pre-seed. That's what you call a pre-seed. For pre-seed. anybody who, yes, for yeah. anybody who is watching, before entrepreneurs uh, raise money, like mm. by selling portion of the companies, yeah, you first need to convince your inner circle, people who you know, your friends, your family, and and so on and so on. So in general, mm. that process. That stage of investment is what yeah. you call pre-seed. Pre-seed, you go to your friends and family, like, hey, I have this idea. 
you know, uh, I want to make it, you know, like, would you be interested to come and invest? You don't go to investors, to VCs mm. with an idea. Like, yeah. they, want, they just won't invest in your idea, unfortunately. Yeah. Many yeah, people yeah. think that, yeah, it's possible, but no, they don't invest in ideas. They mm. will invest either with people that they know already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or they will invest in something that is already operational. Like, okay, show me what you're doing. You know, yeah. like yeah. they just want to invest in the PowerPoints to keep mm. it simple. Yeah, so, but this I, I knew. I, I worked at the bank where we were uh, scooping startups. So I know exactly how it works. That's why mm. banks and big companies, they have set up accelerators. If you see Jeff Morgan, they have their own in-house uh, residence uh, program. That's because they use this as a way to vet, as yeah. a way to see whether it's fit for their business before they even go into any investment. And investment. only only a very small number of people manage to make it. Yeah. So, and only a very, very small number of people manage to even get, be part of this residence program. So you can imagine, right? So you can't just get a big firm to come and invest and you can't just get a VC to come and invest Unfortunately, you need to start with the people around you mm. first and then build whatever is there that yeah. is not yet available, but is something that you know people can see, is tangible. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, from I mean I knew all this. That's the reason why for me, lucky enough, I already had these investors, they were big already. Yeah. And and uh, and I did not need to resort to external investors, you know. Mm. So I kept my investors, internal investors, because yeah. of two things. I didn't want people to know what we were building. Yeah, yeah. And then secondly, I didn't want to have too many people impacting on my decision-making process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so once you start having these big VCs and, and big investors coming in, they start dictating the way you're going. Yeah, so they and can distract you from your vision as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mm. and the number one thing with me is I, I, I don't mind having them as advisors, mm -hmm. but it's an issue when my vision is being moved in a different yeah. direction. Yeah. Unless I'm moving wrong, you know, I just don't want that. And I spent yeah. my whole career having to convince people why mm. we should do certain things certain ways. Yeah. And I didn't, want, I didn't want to be to end up in, in another corporate environment within my own firm, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, so that's, that's the thing. That's, that was the decision process on how, why I should pick certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then we started off working together and then the rules, even the, the deal was very clear. Like they mm. would serve as advisors and not uh, change the way I'm running things. Yeah, you know, and they trusted me completely, and I really thank them. Really thank them because without that trust, I would not yeah. be able to do this. Without yeah. my partner's guidance in terms of legal guidance, how to structure certain things, I would not be able to do this. So, mm. without the tech team behind, I would not be able to do this. So, yeah. so going back into the story of when I met Alberto, uh, who was selling his company, mm. I bought the company. Uh, from him, yeah, uh, and that company is called Nomia International. Ah, okay, 
Mm-hmm. So Nomia International basically is a digital marketing company. It was a digital marketing company. Yeah. Uh, my vision was to transform that into a real estate investment digital company. Okay. So digital real estate investment company. So, mm. so we're moving away from just being a digital marketing to a digital real estate investment okay. firm that yeah. will own the platform that we are building. Yeah. Does uh, it make sense? Yes, I see. I see it. Okay. And then, and then by acquiring the company, I also hired uh, Alberto to become a digital marketing uh, strategist. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Alberto is very gifted, and then he played the role between uh, me and the tech guys in India. Alberto is based in Italy, so imagine yeah. I found myself in in Budapest, investor mm-hmm. in London, in Paris, yeah, uh, digital strategists in 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 Italy, Italy. and then in, in India. Yeah. And then I was like, wow, how am I going to make all these together like happen? You know, yes. <laughs> Yeah. So I was already working remotely, like you yeah. know, with my team, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where we we rarely met, you know, we rarely met. Uh, but it worked. It worked yeah. very well. You know, they all understood what we were building, and mm-hmm. really that took a very long time and a lot of trust because obviously we needed to make sure everything remains confidential. Mm-hmm. And then Alberto, you know. Uh, uh, I agreed, you know, to be part of the journey. You know, yeah. he, he has big names behind him, but he really loved the the, the, the project. Yeah. He loved the project. You know, uh, not because of the money, but because of the, you know, he's someone who loves innovation. He loves yeah. transforming things. He loves mm. the digital world. So, thanks God that he was really, really interested in the project. Yeah. That's, that he became part of his routine like hey you know checking and making sure looking at the codes making yeah. sure that the customer experience is right we had to yeah. change so many things like you know uh six months down the line we were still changing things like yeah. uh, <laughs> like crazy wow. uh, so, so yeah and then uh in january this year we created the company Mike Olive. Mm-hmm. so the investors who my two investors who invested, you know, uh, into the company uh, became co-founders of Microleave. Yeah. So, so end of January, beginning of February, the company was set up, and then a couple of months later, I mean, not even a couple of months later, a month and a half later, you have COVID like coming, like <laughs> disturbing everything, like everything yeah. we had, we've been working for and planning for and executing yeah. and. Mm. Ah, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy, yeah. crazy, you know, yeah. what are we going to do, you know? So mm. my cash flow just became compromised, yeah. uh, you know, uh, again, when you are managing a startup, cash flow mm. is your number one thing. It's critical. So I, I said it at the beginning, you need to raise funds. The reason why funders raise money is to keep going. Yeah, you know, if you keep going with uh, either the product development, either mm. uh, recruiting teams, either marketing. Yeah, but mm. they need to keep going because you yeah. can't get and, to mm. your destination 
without going. And that going requires money. So if you don't have a business that makes money already and you don't have investors to invest in in your company or in you, yeah. Unfortunately, you are you don't your chances of success is very slim. Very slow, slim, yeah. 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 So so this is the thing. So uh, so so for us it was like critical decision making for me as a leader uh i had to put everyone together so i had to speak to my investors on the investment side the asset yeah. nomia you know side i had yeah. to speak to them i had to speak to my investors in my colleagues the co-founders mm-hmm. i had to speak to the to the tech guys in india i had to speak to my uh, digital strategist mm-hmm. as well as to customers uh we needed to put everybody on the same page in terms yeah. of what are priorities due to covid-19 yeah. you know and uh, my number one priority was to keep customers happy yeah so yeah. so i made the decision basically at that time to not penalize our customers because of covid-19 so and many of them are students so mm. they had to return to their home countries nobody knew the impact of coronavirus back mm. in march in terms of yeah. health impact mm. Mm-hmm. so everybody was scared and you know what's going to happen this and that so yeah. people had to leave and and you know when you have a rental contract you are a customer you have a rental contract yeah uh, pandemic you know it was not something that was accounted for in your rental, rental contract yeah. so exactly. you have to pay your rent you know yeah. unfortunately so yeah. uh i decided to let customers leave and not force them to pay the rent yeah. basically mm. so that was the decision i made and then in in return they they they, they leave they, they lose the deposit but at least they are not liable to pay rent for the next three months or four months yeah. or five months you know yeah. so the deposit is only one month so they were very happy with the solution mm-hmm. uh and then i had to tell clients that you know we need to pause on investments like in terms of uh, getting revenues because yeah. everything stopped everything stopped unfortunately yeah so they had to trust my leadership mm. you know and that was a very difficult thing to do but they trusted my leadership they believed yeah. in this they used the right thing to do like mm. look after your customers first you know uh, because at the end of the day this is what we are doing this for we're not yeah. doing this for money me definitely not that's not what drive me yeah. what drive me is solving problems yeah you know so uh you can go to my colleague google page you can read our, our reviews mm. we are the only platform with five stars five stars reviews very good. over 50 people and we only launched like three weeks ago the platform so mm-hmm. that tells you a lot about our focus yeah customer centric that was very key and up until today So we had a lot of challenges like don't get me wrong a lot of challenges like crazy challenges we still have challenges yeah, uh, yeah. you know and and the main challenge was to launch how do you launch even you yeah. know like and and I was exhausted I was exhausted yeah. because we were working really hard yeah. and um and I hired uh a, um, a data analytics intern from the UK 
Yeah. Uh, so she's she was doing a master degree and she just finished and she won. So basically, I presented the projects to Warwick Business School. Yeah. Uh, like a competition, I had to interview like six candidates and I picked her up because yeah. she was driven and quite curious about things. And mm. and I really like that. But then with coronavirus, I had the choice to cancel that internship or to keep going. You know, many, many people, as you know, many companies cancel. Yes, Some of them moved to virtual, but shortened, you know. Uh, and for me, for us, like being a startup, how do you do that? And you haven't yeah. even launched a product yet, you know. So, yeah. so the number one thing was I didn't want to, to, to fail that intern. I really yeah. didn't want to fail that intern. And mm -hmm. I, I kept my promise and we kept her into mm -hmm. our internship. She originally started virtually and then she came to Budapest as well because I wanted yeah. her to experience I wanted her to experience what a customer experience. Yeah. So that yeah. you could look at it not just from a data perspective, but from a customer experience perspective. Customer experience, yeah. 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 So she moved. She came to Budapest and um, and then she worked really hard. Mm. Uh, we worked hard as a team. I remember being at our office, like I am currently working, I am talking to you from a from a home office, my colleague home office, not from my own home, but from yeah. a home office, you know, uh, uh, next to your home, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you a little tour of, uh, yeah. of it. Yeah, that that will be great. That will be great, and uh, I'm sure at some point I'll actually get to come over and have an actual physical tour as well, which will be great. Yeah. yeah. With pleasure. We are running an event tomorrow, um, uh, you know, with Alberto, actually. We will be talking about his experience mm. of running digital business yeah. uh, for big brands, you know, how you build a brand from nothing, you know, yeah. from literally yeah. zero. Zero. Yeah. Wow. So, mm. so, yeah, so for us, you know, working really, really hard, like I was here till midnight every yeah. day, you know, <laughs> like crazy, uh, yeah. crazy, crazy, because we needed to launch. Because mm -hmm. of the timing, you know, it was already August and we were targeting uh, students who are starting in September. So many of them booked their rooms before August. They actually booked the rooms in June or July. We already yeah. had meet the books. So we are yeah. hoping to capture the last minute bookings. Bookings, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why it was important to launch. But at the same time, I don't like launching something that I am not even comfortable yes. about. So why would I give it to customers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Why would I give, if I'm a chef and I cook mm. something that I don't even like and I'm not comfortable with, why would I give it to a customer, you know? Something that you can't eat yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, didn't yeah. want, I really didn't want to compromise on that. Mm. So we delayed the launch by almost uh, three weeks to a month. We missed yeah. the boat on timing, but mm. at least we didn't want to have the complaint coming from from customers like, oh, it's not working. I cannot yeah. do this. I cannot do that. This, that, yeah. I cannot pay. You know, all of this complaint, you know, um, yeah. I wanted to avoid at all costs. Yeah. Wow. We want to have one customer mm -hmm. with zero complaint yeah. and having 100 customers with yeah. thousands of complaints. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. So wow. that was the focus. Yeah, yeah, that was the focus for us. And then we launched. <clears throat> yes, we had some 
problems like everywhere else, but mm. not major problems that could cause complaint, if, complaint. if you see what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. people were very, very satisfied and very happy, you mm. know, um, uh, and, and this is just the beginning. We yeah. only just launched two weeks ago. It's the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. so mm. the idea is that we're going to scale up over the next uh, one year or two. Yeah. We're going to scale to different cities and uh, the product uh, will be also, you mm. know, uh, improved. Uh, the services that we offer will be improved. Okay. And we are also going to launch our application very soon in the next yeah. two to three months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really, I'm excited of the challenges yeah. ahead. Yeah. And that's, that's basically the story of mm. me, my, wow. where I came from to where I am now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's quite an uh, amazing story. I mean, I had a quick look on Michael even. You've got a brilliant properties there. I mean, the quality and uh, the the look and everything is just so awesome, you know, which is such a great job, you know. So you can actually see all that hard work has really paid off, you know. Um, yeah, thank if, you. Yeah, if, if I were to, to ask you this, obviously in the venture you've had a lot of challenges, a lot of hard work and a lot of that. Does it uh, make it a bit... Uh, in a, in a way, easier to enjoy those challenges when uh, it's something that you're passionate about and it, it, it's it's yours. Yeah, would yeah. you say? I mean, I mean, I tell you, I am very passionate about it. Like you know, yeah. no doubt. Like uh, we were very exhausted. Like my wife yeah. asked for a holiday. She did. Yeah. She asked for a break. Like we need the holiday. We need a break. She said she need a break. So. Yeah. In August, one week, no, the day before we, no, the same day as we launched, we went on holiday. Think about yeah. it. We went to Malta for one week holiday. Yeah. I mm. was very nervous. I'm like, oh my God, we're launching something I've been working on for two years yeah. and I'm going on holiday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, so at mm-hmm. one point, uh, uh, trying to enjoy the holiday as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, then early morning when the family were sleeping, or yeah. even late at night when they were sleeping, I was walking. I was literally yeah. checking that everything is operational, yeah. like yeah. because I'm passionate about it, not because I was annoyed by by it, but I'm passionate yeah. about about as I said, solving these problems. Mm. And uh, yeah. and and again, for me is it has always been the number one thing in everything I've done. Like, how do we solve problems, you know? In all my yeah. jobs, it was about helping people solving problems. Problem. You know, when, when when we work together, my job was solving problems. Absolutely. You know? yeah, but not, yeah, wow. So, I mean, if, if, I, were, if, if I were to um, take, take you back uh, at, at some point when uh, one, of, one of the triggers which made you go into entrepreneurship and business yourself, even though you mentioned you had this uh, uh, feeling or idea when you were quite young, um, was uh, what, what you would call probably like a, a shock which happened in your in, in your um, uh, life in the sense that you were let go and then you didn't have a, uh, the, the options were uh, not quite limited, but it's either now you take the leap and go into the production yeah. or go back to... to uh, uh, Another danger of all of that, which uh, you know, events could have turned out quite differently if you had gone and opened. To be honest, with you, being let go 
was the best thing that happened to me. Yeah. Because, mm. Yeah, because otherwise I was too comfortable. This is the issue. Yeah. When you are yeah. too comfortable, you are not able to innovate, to find new ways of doing things because you are comfortable. There was no need for you to do something differently. And, uh, and I remember uh, pitching my idea, this idea of, of uh, my, my colleague, I've actually pitched it to a big bank, uh, mm. but not for, from, from a real estate perspective, but from a banking perspective, because it's an ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I pitched it to a big bank, uh, as well as a big technology firm. Uh, mm. Although it was well, well perceived, you know, with great interest, uh, but I was not given the opportunity to, to lead, you know, yeah. and execute this idea. Yeah. That's also, uh, at some point I was like, I was asking myself if, if it was me, the problem, you know, and then I yeah. realized, you know what, why mm. you are killing yourself to please other people who don't actually see this yeah. value of you mm. when you can actually do something for yourself and other people, yeah. like your customers, will see the value of you, of what mm. you're bringing to them. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Not about one person's judgment, but about mm. the people that you are serving. Yeah. You know, because one thing you need to know, Alex, the mm. definition of a business is when mm. people are willing to pay for a service or for a product that you are offering. You have a yeah. business. Yeah. If yeah. no one is willing to pay for anything that you are offering or even willing to use it, yeah. then you don't really, you don't have a business. There's it's no very business. simple. There's yeah. no business. But yeah. I realized that people are willing to rent our apartment. People will be willing to to book for our own platform, not to go for other platforms out there. But then that yeah. platform could be licensed to others to use because it's better than many platforms out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when I realized this, I was like, I would do whatever it takes. You know, if I fail, I would have learned from this failure. You know. Yes. Now, I haven't said that we have succeeded because we are still at the beginning of the journey. For me, two yeah. years to build is the beginning. We built it, but we have not finished yet. We are still making it better and better. So yeah. we still have a three-year journey ahead of us. You know, I have a three-year plan. On, yeah. on where we're going to be. We only launched the platform three weeks ago. We launched yeah. a company this year. You know, yeah. we are a very long startup. There are many startups out there. They've been there for three years and they're still struggling yeah. to even bring a product to life, mm. you know? So yeah. for me, I really, I'm really, really thankful that we are uh, yeah. in the first year of operation of, of trading three weeks into it. And we have a product. Yeah. A life product that people are actually paying for. Actually, that's brilliant. Never heard of. You know, it's very rare, very rare that you can do this. You yeah. know, um, and this is thanks to a slick execution from the whole team, from the yeah. legal perspective, from my advisors, uh, yeah. from the tech guys, uh, yeah. from the digital uh, strategists. You know, it's a teamwork behind the scene. It's not about money. It's about people understanding money's vision. And working together to execute, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I mean, obviously, there's a a whole number of factors that you 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 need to have in order to make a, a project uh, successful. I mean, and one of, one of the key ones, like you put it, is that uh, 
clarity of vision of where you 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 actually need to be. You know, as soon as that is very clear in your mind, then you you can define your goals and what success looks like as you move forward. But also, I, I guess uh, for you, it was also that that courage of not being afraid to, in a way, like you mentioned, to, to fail if something happens because you can pick up a, a lesson or something that can actually take you and lead you into something even bigger as well. And and I guess that's where most people can 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 uh, get bogged down and not have that clarity of, of thought to pursue things that uh, they are looking to do, I guess. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, if, if 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 there was um someone because you know just listening to your story now, yeah, it it just feels so obviously achievable, but so daunting in terms of what it takes and the the yeah. that you have to build the people that you have to put together the time and also having to manage. I mean, you've got a young son and a wife and the family and all of that. That those, those kind of uh, uh, daunting nature of that can make or break uh, dreams and ideas that that people have. So, I mean, what, yeah. what do, if you were to advise someone who is looking to launch and get into something like that, what what, what would you say to to them? What would you say? Well, the first thing is the people around you that you love, you know, your loved one, I would say, just, you know, make sure you get them engaged from the early starts, like yeah. about your passion, about what you're building and get the support. Because yeah. if you don't have the support, you are doing mm. your own side gig on your own, your wife yeah. or your, you know, your partner, your family, then don't really know what you're doing. It will be yeah. very difficult to go through the whole journey. Yeah, and, You yeah. know, for me, a time when I wanted to cry, when I was like, oh, so upset, I had that support mm. because they knew what I was doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. they knew the visibility was there, you know? I've always been transparent into what we're doing and yeah. the vision where we need to, to, to be. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to become like an everyday topic, yeah. but it's important for them to, 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 to understand and that will instill some confidence in you as well. Yeah. So that's definitely the one thing. Yeah. The other thing yeah. I would say is, um, is uh, don't worry too much about people who don't believe in you. In you. Yeah. Okay? yeah. <laughs> so because that that's a dream killer for many. Yeah. Many people yeah. give up because they heard somebody saying like it's not going to work. They don't believe in you. Mm. So one thing that I've done early on was to to always get people to prove me wrong. Actually, yeah. I love it when I'm challenged. I love it. Yeah. I don't go into the detail of what I'm building, but yeah. I like having conversation about what I'm building yeah. uh, and getting people to prove me wrong. Like why doing these things differently is wrong. Why is it wrong? You know, tell me yeah. why. And that why question is something that I always mm. had with me, and uh, and and it's something that helped me get yeah. to where I am now. Simply because I don't often accept the status quo. Yes, certain things are done certain way, 
but it doesn't yeah. mean that you just need to live with it for the rest of your life, right? You can look at it and say, why is this is done this way? Let's take a yeah. step back, you know? What will happen if we do it this way? What are the risks? Yeah. You know, what yeah. are the impacts? Yeah. Uh, is it creating a positive impact to somebody's life? Mm. And if the answer is yes, and the risk is none, then mm. why should we not do it? Unless yeah. it's costly, and then you cannot afford to do it, then it's a different thing. But if it's possible to do it, and it's changing people's life in a, in such a positive way that they will be looking to pay for the service, yeah. uh, then you have a business, regardless of what you do. Mm. <laughs> you know? That's, that's, that's great. That's a great piece of advice. Now, again, yeah. take, taking, obviously, your experience. I mean, you had a, a good education. You worked for some of the top uh, organizations out there. So in a way, you were pretty much well set into the sort of uh, entrepreneur side because you could uh, manage and, uh, you know, projects and all that kind of thing. But um, from uh, a leverage point of view, someone who is looking, maybe they have a big idea and they would like to, to do a, such a project, but they don't have a, a sort of similar background to uh, some someone yeah. like yourself in order to do something. Yeah. Would you, do you think that, that is that is that is possible for someone to do? Of course. What do they take and what do they need? <laughs> of course it's possible. Of yeah. course. Um uh, what I will advise is to find people around them, yeah, you know, who can provide some guidance. Yeah. You know, because not everybody is a business person. Not yeah. every idea becomes a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and and not every business person can run good uh, pro- uh, product either. Yeah. So so it's it's about that combination. So uh, don't be afraid, you know, to 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 seek for advice. Uh, always start with people around you, uh, yeah. and and, uh, and don't be afraid to be challenged. You know, this is the thing. This mm-hmm. is the thing. It's about being challenged. You know, don't think that everybody will say yes, 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 yes. For me, yeah. from early on, it was no, 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 no. Early on, mm-hmm. I had many no's, many, many, and I still have some no's, but yeah. it doesn't stop me, you know, it, it doesn't stop me. Well, the only thing that will stop me is if customers say no, yeah. you know, <laughs> if customers say, wow, we don't like it, we don't want it, yeah. then I'll be like, okay, maybe I should stop because it's not something people want. Yeah. But as long as I have something that people are looking for, then... Mm-hmm. Is a yes, you know, yeah. like uh, they get that advice uh, yeah. from from people around you who understand the challenges of business. It doesn't have to be one person; it could be a combination of people. Someone was yeah. good in finance, like you. Someone was good in in uh, business development. Someone was good in marketing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, get their opinion on certain things, uh, yeah. and that will help in terms of guidance, definitely. Mm-hmm. It would happen yeah. again. Cool, cool. And uh, now, given the the sort of uh, global nature of the world these days, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what would you say is the the role of uh, technology and IT and social media? Because if you're if you're looking to to, to do something that is a scalable and sustainable and can go global. 
there's no way of uh, avoiding that. And uh, you know, you yourself coming from the digital space, you know, things can can happen quickly. You can reach a lot of people in other areas. So, um, in in terms of uh, you know, someone who has an idea of a business, but maybe it's something that cannot go global. It's just uh, maybe. Uh, a local thing that is difficult to scale and all of that. But would you encourage people to take on those kind of businesses? Or they be thinking of something that is uh, global and leverage IT can make maximum impact and reach the masses in a way. But what would be your thoughts around that? Okay. So first of all, any business nowadays, any business nowadays. Uh, you need to have a social media strategy. Yeah. You cannot expect to run a business without having social media or not just social media, but digital presence. Yeah. Our entire business platform was built around how can we, in, how can we interlink it to social media? You see what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. we don't really depend too much on how many people are learning on the website. Because the first thing I did is when we started building this was, how do you value a company? You know, what makes your company stand out? In general, yeah. is oh, we have X, X amount of people going into a website every day. You know, like this mm. kind of metrics. Or yeah. they spend like X amount of time, you know, onto a website and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but this is so old school. How many people go to website and spend time on the website, to be honest with you? Mm. You know, like people will spend more time on social media, I would say, than on yeah. the specific website. Okay. You know, yeah. regardless of what website it is. Uh, yeah. I don't spend my time on Airbnb because I'm using Airbnb to book. I would just go find a room, book, and that's it, I'm out. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm traveling, I'm taking a flight. I won't spend like so much time on, on British Airways website. Like yeah. I would just go and look for my trip and go. You know, I don't really spend time looking at stories there. You see what yeah. I mean? People rather yeah. go onto maybe, oh, let's check out British Airways uh uh Instagram, like let's check out British Airways Facebook. Nowadays, this is the thing. That's the game changer. You, yeah. you understand what I mean? So therefore yeah. it becomes irrelevant how long people are spending on your website. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is irrelevant because that's not the point. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's the reason why MicroLive was built in a way that yes, the website is an engine, is the engine for everything that we do, yeah. but is not actually the focus point. Yeah. You can literally go on uh MicroLive uh Facebook page, you will see a shock linked to a website, you, you will see yeah. all their interaction. You can go on Instagram, you will see the stories of my colleagues all feeding in. You can yeah. see the reviews on the website, like, you know, very soon, everything is interlinked. interlinked. So we are looking at it from that bigger picture. Mm -hmm. we, we are spending a lot of time on analysis, you know, we are actually looking at every analysis out there in terms of what converts a customer, what drives a customer to book, you know, the engagements from yeah. all parts, from websites, from chats, from yeah. chatting even, you know, like yeah. all platforms. So yeah. this is what we care about. We don't care about just the website. The website. So, so that's very important. Like when you build something, 
Look mm. at it this way. Like, how are you going to get people engaged? And exactly. it doesn't have to be every day, every minute engagement. You know, we don't want people to be engaged with us every day. You know, that's not what we're talking about. What we want yeah. is to create memories. Memories. So when yeah. people engage with you, mm. even I engaged with you a few years ago. Yeah. We haven't met, but we have yeah. the memories. You, yeah. you understand? Yes. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. So these memories translate into referrals. If you hear yeah. somebody looking for something, you say, ah, oh, but I know money. Like, you need to go there. Even yeah. if you haven't interacted every day. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's my point I'm trying to make. It's, it's about yeah. conversion. How do you convert someone? How can yeah. someone refer your business to someone else in the yeah. digital world? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you can see memories from two years ago is still yeah. valid today. Today. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but you cannot see someone which is front on the website two years ago, like say, oh, this guy was on the website two years ago. No. But yeah. the memories created from social media and things like that will drive people buying yeah. today. Yeah, today. Wow. That's great. Now, what's the vision now? You look, see yourself two, three, four, five years, 10 years from now. What is the grand vision? What is the grand plan? For my colleague or yourself? Yeah, maybe. it's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't say 10 years, to be honest with you, with the COVID, everything now, we need to look at it like short term to medium term. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, everything we we have been building is based on long term strategy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what we are doing now is mm -hmm. not just about now, it's about tomorrow and, and mm -hmm. so on and so on. So yeah. for us, the, the, the vision is um, two years from now, uh, we're going to raise uh, Series A uh, mm -hmm. funding from big, uh, let's say, a competitor, like a uh, big company who, who might come and uh, buy a big share of my colleague. Yeah. Uh, but before even that, we will be in many, many cities uh, yeah. in, in the next two years. I'm counting yeah. seven cities. Maybe yeah. more, um, and uh, we're gonna be a front. Uh, we are a franchise, by the way. This is one thing I didn't say because uh -huh. I don't like talking too much about strategy, uh, yeah. because mm -hmm. simply because I want to protect what we're building. We're still a startup, yeah. You know, exactly. but we're gonna be definitely in many cities, and we are already talking about it. We should be next, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, as you said earlier, you've been to the website and you saw like the properties, and they're so nice. And this is a standard that it's we have standard. built. And that standard will carry on in many cities. And when, yeah. when you hear about Michael Lee, you remember like, wow, it's like the Hilton of co-living because yeah. it's a standard. Yeah. When you hear yeah. about the Hilton, it doesn't yeah. matter if it's in Paris, in Portugal, in London, it's yeah. that standard, the name, yeah. you know, that yeah. rings a bell. Mm. And when you hear about Airbnb, you don't have that feeling. You don't have that, oh, it's that standard. You see what I mean? Or yeah. if you hear about booking.com, you don't have that feeling. Oh, it's standard. No. But that's yeah. the difference with my colleague. When you hear, you see my colleague, the first thing you even told me is like, wow, it's a standard. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the thing. Michael, yeah. That's a business model. Yeah. It's about the standard yeah. and the branding. Is the branding. Yeah. It's not about having millions of listings, having millions of people interacting on the website. No. 
yeah. it's about people remembering like wow i'm part of that community i'm part of my colleague because of the standards yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's brilliant because i can see there already you've got like london and paris and other places coming soon you know so yes which is in line with uh, what what you're talking about to, to go that that way and uh, you, you build a a platform that will cater for that expansion which which is yes great, you know? absolutely so uh, one thing i learned working with alberto when i started working with him the first meeting we had he said to me money uh you need to get ready for success yeah <laughs> you know what does he mean i was like what do you mean like we are only just starting we don't know if we're going to succeed he yeah. said this is the whole the whole point yeah what if you succeed and you are not ready you're going to fail yeah because your product might be good but you're failing because you are not ready for ready. yeah you are not ready for the demand so therefore, mm. you're gonna have bad reviews because you are not ready. Ready, yeah. You, you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get ready for success. And to your point that you saw on the website, coming soon, Paris, Lisbon, so many cities, because yeah. we are getting ready for success. For success, that's brilliant. It's that's very simple, all. that mindset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, once you have the mindset like, wow, you're going to succeed, it's going to be great, and you are getting yeah. ready for it. Don't just dream about it, but yeah. getting ready for it operationally. Like you see, yeah. a website is already operationally ready. We just need to yeah. add listings and people are ready to go. Are ready to go. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. we purpose it. Yeah. We did it on purpose not to add listings yet because yeah. we want to make sure that we are operating well in our yeah. main city. We get the right reviews and we are learning from the mistakes yeah. before we scale. And, yeah. and that's what a lot of people make as a mistake. Yeah. They start scaling too fast yeah. without being ready for it. For it, yeah. <clears throat> and that will kill your business. So for yeah. us, we don't need to scale too fast. Yeah. We need to scale at the right time. At the right pace. Yeah, yeah the right pace. And when mm. we are operationally ready, we are we have tested everything with a sample yeah. of customers. Then mm. there is no reason why we should we not scale, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's that that clarity of vision. You can actually visualize like where where you are in a few years' time, or the cities yeah. and the places and all of that, and that's very clear in your mind. So, no, that that's brilliant. Wow. Yeah, thank you very much, man. It's been uh, great to capture that inspirational story. And I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners listening to this will just be like, uh, wow, you know, if they could do just uh, a small part of what you've managed to achieve, you know, it, it would be quite inspirational. But uh, the key here is for people to understand that, you know, what you're doing and what you have achieved, if someone has got the right vision, they can also achieve it. It's that perseverance and the clarity of vision and not getting distracted by people and the naysayers, the people who are saying it's impossible, it's this, but when you come and face challenges, you know, get your creative genius running to find solutions and make sure you keep going on and you carry on until you get to, to where you are. So it, it's really been, uh, even for me, quite quite inspiration. And I'm sure, you know, we'll be following your story, how this goes. And I'll be 
coming there to to test some of your micro living micro live uh, play so is 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 it a booking like uh, airbnb in the sense that people can book like no so the, the idea i don't want to go into too much strategic but the idea is um mm. is that a company can rent the whole thing so ah. you can rent the whole thing mm-hmm. which you then use for your staff for your you staff. see what i mean yeah yeah so yeah. your staff can come and use they don't need to pay yes. because you yes. as a company you have a service agreement with my colleague so yes. therefore this is not airbnb at all so yes. this is they can use it for whatever they want like there are so many employees sometimes they, mm-hmm. they want to come for one week two weeks yes. two months three months six months yeah. you know yeah. especially we live in a millennial world if you look at jp morgan for example Mm. The employees, like 70% of them are millennials, 70%, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. like between 22 years old and 40 years old, literally. Yeah. This is the main number of employees. Yeah. The, you know, the older you get, the more likely you exit the bank. It's very yeah. simple. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. uh, a lot of these young people, uh, you know, uh, they like experiences. People want experiences. Yeah. It's very yeah. simple. So you either stop in your own home, which mm-hmm. is not the microly home. Look at this, you know. Or yeah. you can come and experience, spend some time here. Yeah. Uh, at our home. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. and you can you can even relax too. Uh, we have a yoga room. Look. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah. so you've uh, thought of uh, everything, isn't it? I mean, do you do yeah, you think absolutely? And plenty of places to work, mm. you know, with colleagues. Yeah, you can work by yourself because every room, mm. every room has a big desk. Yes, I see. So you yeah. can work. There is no problem. You can have your peace if you want to be alone. You have yeah. it. If you, you want to be it. with a, a few colleagues, like three, four, five colleagues, you have it because yeah. every corner has a workspace. Yeah, like a collaboration workspace. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, do you, yeah, do you, yeah, I mean, you have collaboration workspace everywhere. Yeah. Do you think COVID is gonna have any impact on your business model with people working from home or companies restricting work? What What's your view on that? <laughs> oh, I think no, no. This is the we have already. We are moving into a new world right now. Mm. We're working yeah. from anywhere. Yeah, becomes the norm. So therefore, many many people will be working from home, mm. but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're gonna be working from your own home. When people say working from home, yeah, you, you it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be stuck in your own home. Your That's own. the thing that people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can work from 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 any home, yeah. from your home, mm-hmm. or from from let's say you decided to go. Uh, to 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 Paris for two months because you know you just wanted to change scene. Yeah. You can do that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm trying to offer, I mean, first of all, for the employee, for for the company based in Budapest. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking to offer is um, is for them to be able to use uh, my colleague as mm-hmm. not just a. a for employees coming on the trip or or, or or something, but also for employees actually already based here, so they yeah. can come mm-hmm. uh, whenever they feel like they want to come. You know. Yeah. yeah. So think about it. Innovation 
and creativity requires collaboration. Yeah. You can't innovate without collaborating. Look at me. I've been collaborating with uh, a lot of people around the world to build my colleague. I haven't done that alone. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, uh, and if you have a team, there is nothing better than, um, than sometimes uh, meeting up with your team. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to go to an office with 2,000 people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you yeah. can come here. It's peaceful. Less people, etc. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. No, it's uh, it's it's brilliant. It's such an uh, excellent idea, isn't it? And you've uh, perfected it to exactly the way you want it to be, exactly the way you want it to run. You know, so. Really, really great to see. Really good to see. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on and uh, and and speak to us. So it's great, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's, it's a pleasure.